websites. So those are the techie things. Alex. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Johanna. Uh, I'm going to say a couple of words about uh, this week's teaching, but please, please go watch the YouTube version because I uh, go into much more detail there. So you'll get questions answered from that that you probably won't from this. We kind of assume when you come to this, you've already watched that. So um, go there for more information. But to me, this is a huge topic because almost all of the polls going back 50, 75 years on what people want most, it's happiness most of the time, okay? Uh, so you would think if that's been true for the last 75 years and all of us have been using our best efforts to get to that, man, we should be really happy, right? But it just ain't so. We are, even though... Uh, we're living pretty long, although in the last couple of years, uh, longevity in life has started to decline for the first time in decades. We still live longer than we did like 30, 40 years ago. But even though we're still living a pretty good number of years, we are more and more stressed and sicker, more antibiotics, more drugs, more surgeries, more days off, sick days, more everything than there has ever been in the history of the world, okay? So it would appear if happiness is what's most important to us and we're working toward that, all of us, kind of naturally in our life, if that's what we want most, we should be figuring this thing out, right? Well, I think part of the reason for that is we've had the wrong definition of happiness. You know, people I've counseled with over the last 30-plus years I'll ask them that question all the time. Are you happy? Because I want to see what they say, and then whatever they say, my next question is, well, do me a favor. How do you define happiness? Okay? And here's the interesting thing. Most of the people who say they are really happy, who I've visited with over the years, they have a different definition of happiness than people who say they aren't really happy. Because in reality, both of them may have very, very similar lives, similar things going wrong, similar pains and challenges in their life, but one group has a different definition of happiness, and, and on the virtue of that, they feel happy about their life, while the other group is unhappy based on their definition of happiness. So really... It's not so much the external circumstances for either group, it's the internal belief, which is what Dr. Bruce Lipton, of course, said many years ago in the biology of belief. It all goes back to your belief. Well, most of the people who have told me they are unhappy, their definition of happiness is something like, uh, there's lots of variations, not everyone's the same, but some, something like pleasure is good and pain is bad, okay? And that makes sense. That's exactly probably how a three-year-old would define happiness, right? Or a five-year-old, okay? The people who have said they're predominantly happy, their definition of happiness tends to not be pleasure is good and pain is bad. It tends to be more um, 
if it's right, if it's true, if if it's win-win-win for everybody, if it, if my relationships are right, or I can uh, do something to make them right, um, their definitions of happiness are more things like that than just pleasure equals good, pain equals bad. The um, by far the uh, greatest treaties ever written on happiness, the most quoted, the most famous, everything, you name it, was by Jesus. And it's called the Beatitudes, okay? And Jesus is talking about being happy because everything he says is happy is the person who, happy is it when this happens, happy when every single one of them start with that. Happy. Now, in some translations, it's translated blessed. But basically, blessed and happy in that original language are synonyms of each other. And what it really means is an internal kind of good feeling, love, joy, peace, stability, regardless of my circumstances. That's what the real word in the original language means. Well, that's not anywhere close to pleasure is good and pain is bad. That's almost the opposite of that. So this week, I really, really, really challenge you, how happy do you feel like you are? And maybe even how happy are you in certain areas, like with my marriage or with my significant other or in my job or with my health or whatever, and maybe even rate those if you want to, but then ask yourself that same question. Okay, but what is my definition of happiness that is causing me to determine I'm not happy at work or I'm not happy in this relationship? The problem may be your definition. So what Jesus says in uh, this treatise called the Beatitudes is basically this. I'm not going to read it. You can read it for yourself. I think it's in Matthew 5 of the Bible. But it's basically this. Happy are you when people attack you, when they persecute you, when they slander you, when you've had something very hurtful happen to you, when you've been wronged, when you, you, you feel really low and down in the dumps, happy are you when those things happen? And then he even concludes it this way. When this stuff happens to you, rejoice because great will be your reward. Wow. My guess, if you are hearing this right now, is that probably 99 out of every 100 of you, like me, like my wife Hope, when we had our marriage problems, are living by the wrong definition of happiness. And if you change to the right definition of happiness and realize that real happiness comes from the pain and suffering of love, it can change your life 
before I ever talk again on this program one week from today. And I've seen that happen over and over and over. So um, don't live a day longer with the wrong definition and based on the right definition, start changing your priorities, your thoughts, your feelings about your life based on what really will bring you happiness. The pleasure won't by itself. Avoiding pain won't by itself. But this internal love, joy, peace, etc., through pain, not without pain, but with the pain, learning what I need to from the pain, letting it take me to the next higher point in my life, that, believe it or not, I know I say it too much, it's a paradoxical truth, will lead you to true happiness in your life. So for a lot of you, what you've been complaining the most about and trying the hardest to get rid of in your life is actually what could take you to happiness in your life if you will understand, change your definition, and allow it to and participate with it instead of just trying to fight it or run away. So that's it, Johanna. All right. Thank you, Alex. So, um Again, if you want to make a comment or have a question, anything at all for Alex here, you can press star 2 on your phone. That's going to raise your hand. If you're on the web, you can type in your um, question there, and I will read it to Alex. Um, We have one hand up. And I want to remind you, Alex, you do have a question from Marilyn who hasn't hasn't been able to make it. Did you want to take that one first? Yeah, let's take that first. Could you read that, please? Yeah, so she says, my question is in relationship to when Jesus died on the cross. It meant that not only all the sins or wrong things we had done were forgiven, but all the ones we haven't done yet but will in the future. I still have difficulty getting my head around this. Could Alex expand on it for me? (laughs) Yeah, first of all, great question. But... Marilyn, what do we do when I have trouble getting my head around it, too? <laughs> Which I do, okay? I live by that, That right? That is the flag I've got on my car, my house. Uh, metaphorically, that's, yeah, that's my banner I'm carrying around all the time. But there's still lots of times, Marilyn, that I can't get my head wrapped around that. Okay, how can it be? that not only is everything forgiven, but the one I commit tomorrow is already forgiven. The one I'll commit 10 years from now is already forgiven. It is, it is very, and here's kind of my bottom line on that, it is almost impossible in our human bodies and the minds attached to our human bodies to comprehend true grace. Because everything that we know in the natural world is stimulus response, okay? Body in motion stays in motion until something acts on it, and then if something acts on it with enough power, there's an equal opposite reaction. I mean, that's the way everything on planet Earth works. Well, grace doesn't work according to those rules. 
with grace, it's not about anything I do as far as getting it right or getting it wrong. It's about accepting God's love, and that's it. And if I'm willing to do that and do that, then he, the price has already been paid for everything regarding my whole life. Uh, I, I've, I've liked to refer to a story that a good friend of mine, Todd, told me that totally changed my life about um, liking to go into bars and talk to prostitutes. And his first question would be, hey, did you know there won't be anyone in heaven because of sin? And uh, at first they thought they were messing with him. Then when they realized he wasn't, as Marilyn put, they could not wrap their heads around it. But finally, a lot of times over weeks and months, they came to believe it was true just like I do, even though I still can't wrap my head around it, and decided they wanted to dramatically change their life because now their guilt and shame is gone. Now their identity and worth has changed. Okay, so um, it is almost unthinkable, but it's true. So, uh, Johanna, uh, jump in here. How, how, <laughs> you're talking to somebody about that. How do you explain it? Sometimes you have some great ways of explaining those things. Well, I just I was thinking of this one thing that kind of blows my mind, but you know where. Jesus lives in eternal now. It's not, you know, it's it's like there's no time or space. So what he did uh, it took care of everything in the internal now. It took care of the past, the present, and the future. So as far as he's concerned, even though we're living in time and space, he's not, and we believe in him. It's covered. Everything's covered. It's finished. It's all done. So that's just it. Right, and, and there's even a scripture that says God is not bound by time. To him, a day is a thousand years. A thousand years is a day. He's not bound by time. Uh, it's all, as you say, and I love that expression, the eternal now. So um hope that helps, Marilyn. So uh, did you say someone had their hand up, Johanna? Yes, one person. Let me just unmute your line. Your line ends in 586. Seven zero, and your line is open. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning, Alex. Yes, it is Marilyn. Oh, it's Marilyn. Oh, hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that, that does answer it. Um, I actually sent a second email, Johanna, but that's okay. It was expanding on the same question, and that has uh, answered it. Um, I would like to just sort of say something about this week's uh, True Happiness video. Um, very helpful because I do I did have the wrong definition of happiness um, because if you'd said to me are you happy I would have said I don't really know but I know if I look back to the person that I was 11 years ago before the codes came into my life I could have said yes I was a very unhappy person and I know I'm happier than that person but I couldn't define myself as happy because I thought happy was oh yeah hey wow yeah get up you know, excited, excited, and that just sounded exhausting. But I couldn't <laughs> define myself. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I knew I was happier, but I couldn't say yes, I'm happy. But having listened to what you said, yes, I can now understand that I am happy. Yeah. I just didn't know how to define it. 
Yeah, and, and if you're happy, then you can relax because you don't have to try yeah, to be happy. You are happy. That's that's that. Yep, yeah, that's what I yep. Yeah, that's what I understood from that. And yes, thank you. I I do really appreciate all these spiritual laws that you're giving, and they. I am doing my best to live them, and I do find they are making a difference. Wonderful. Thank you so much. That that means more to you than I could say in words. So thank you, Marilyn. Mm. Thank you. Right. Okay, Johanna. We have one more hand up. So All right. Caller is in California, and 1664. Yeah. Yes. Hey, uh, Johanna. Hey, Dr. Alex. This is Glenn from West Hollywood. Just want to say hi to you all and, and uh, comment. How you doing? I'm great, Glenn. Great to hear your voice. Beautiful. Thank you. So um, your teaching today, Dr. Alex, uh, tell you, it's profound, but it's, but it's a pretty tough order to tell somebody that, that they're, when they're suffering that it's for their own good and to embrace it. I think yeah. you need a special amount of great of God's grace to be able to do that because our natural inclination is, are you crazy? I'm in pain. This <laughs> hurts. And you're telling me it's for my good. Or are you nuts or something? So, um, well, the question that, it doesn't, what, what Glenn, it doesn't mean that you seek that. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm going out here looking for pain. It just means that when it happens, because I've got the right definition of happiness, it's not like, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. It, it's uh, it's you know, it, it's no. These things do happen, and if I handle them correctly, they can actually lead to my good. So there, that's where the happiness is. Is if I deal with this right, this can take me to a higher plane spiritually. Mm, okay, it's not. It's an, It's not an easy medicine to go down, though. I, I tell Absolutely. You, Absolutely. We are so programmed. I mean, our most hardwired programming from the time we're a fetus is pleasure and pain. Wow. So this goes against that totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed that. Okay. Second thing I wanted to ask you, could you, could you describe uh, what you mentioned uh with uh, the highest respect for, for Jesus and for Christianity, but for those of us who aren't Christians who have another persuasion, could you explain uh, the the universality of what you mentioned specifically uh, about Jesus and and, uh, and uh, God's love? Yeah, I, I'll try to. Um, Jesus was all about love. Um, said it a number of times. Uh, when they were trying to trap him and ask him, is there a greatest commandment? Jesus very often didn't answer their questions. Sometimes he answered their question with a question. Sometimes they'd ask him something and he'd tell them a story. But very, very kind of uh, unusual among his enemies that they ask him a direct question that's designed to trap him and he just directly answered. But here he did. He said, it's love. And then he went even further than they had asked and said, if you've done that, you've kept the whole law. That's, that's it. Love God, love others, that's it. You've done it all. Uh, John said, um, the world should know that you're a follower of his by your love. In other words, they should say, wow, 
man, look at how that guy is living and and treating people and and reacting to bad things happening to him. He must be one of those followers of him. It, I mean, he was supposed to stick out like a sore thumb. Well, now today we know, and and have for some decades, that the control mechanism in our brain and nervous system as to whether we function correctly and are going to be successful and more healthy and more happy, however you define it, that the control mechanisms that determine that work on a love signal or a fear-based signal, okay? So it's not just what he said or, or what God says, and God, God also says he is love. Um, it, it's how we're built. You know, we are built for love. So, um, you know, if you're not a follower of Jesus, you know, you, you need to know that. It's all about love. I know you weren't brought up being taught that, and you probably had a bunch of people beat you over the head with the Bible or want to hurt you or, or guilt you or whatever, but that was men. That wasn't God, okay? That was wrong, and it was wrong of those men or women who did that, and I think they did it probably because they misunderstood the truth, okay? The truth, it's all about love and forgiveness and grace and kindness and, um, and that. But, but painful things are going to happen, and when they do, we need to have the true definition of happiness, that, that I can be happy regardless of my external circumstances, and that's even part of the definition of the word in the original language. So um, that's my two cents. Wow. Beautiful. Uh, it, it, it really resonates. Actually, in, in my faith, uh, I'm Jewish, so when, when I grew up, they talked a lot about love, so I'm familiar with the concepts because that's, that's where it all came from that Jesus was talking about, but it just the way you referred to it, I just wanted to be able to understand what you meant below that so I could get yeah. the concept. And it's very clear. Thank you so much, Doc. Appreciate it. My Dr. pleasure, Alex. Glenn. Great to hear your voice. Johanna? All right. Yes. Okay. Let me see. I'm going to check one more time. If anyone has a question, go ahead and raise your hand, star two. And I'm going to check real quick on the web, Alex, moment. And I think that's it, Alex, for our questions Hi. today. Well, I love you all. Can't wait to see you next week. Praying for you every day. Love you, Johanna.